0: Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. All right, welcome to a Saturday, December 2nd edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Zach.
1: And I'm Travis.
0: And Tom can't be with us today, but he did have some thoughts on these two episodes, so stick around and we'll have those at the end. And today we're going to be talking about the CW crossover, the Crisis on Earth X. Uh, We will get into spoilers later, but... Just right now, let's just talk about maybe just some of our overall thoughts about the whole crossover. Would you Would you think, Travis? Uh,
1: well, I gotta say, I really enjoyed this. Uh, it touched me on all the levels. It got me emotionally at parts, and the action was good. CGI was good. It was well balanced. The acting was on point. And like last year's *Heroes vs Aliens* was really a test run, just to see how this thing would go. But this crossover just does everything bigger and better than it did last year.
0: Yeah, totally agree with you there. Uh, Definitely some emotional moments, and we'll get into those uh, later. But yeah, the the action looked great. They obviously spent a little more money on the CGI this time, you know, because it's the crossover. You got to do everything big, and it it looked really good. There wasn't anything, you know, jarring or taking me out of the episodes. Um, And like you said, it was that kind of test run, and Supergirl wasn't really involved last year. And now she's totally involved and so that means we really get like an extra 40 minutes of story and so this story had more time to breathe and grow um than last year i felt like and i think they did a good job of using that extra time to set up an interesting story and to actually do some things um some surprising little twists that i wasn't expecting like i i thought i knew what the whole story was going to be but they they changed some things so yeah i really enjoyed it
1: yeah, they switched a lot of things up. I was guessing a lot, and usually I can predict what's going to happen. And I was off a lot and, while watching this. And to be honest, Zach, we've gotten like over 200 hours, I think, in the Arrowverse or more now. <laughs> yeah. So we've got a lot of ties with some of these characters for a long time. So this is what makes these crossovers a lot different than than other other superhero like events. I must say, like this is it was just perfect.
0: Yeah, we've. We've basically had you know, like a hundred out or a hundred movies worth of time to get used to these characters, to know them, to grow up with them, whatever, however you want to say it, and to see them interact when you don't really normally get to see them interact is really great. Um, and I, I think they did a great job of giving a lot of characters. There was a lot of characters to juggle, and you know, doppelgängers of characters, so kind of like twice the number of characters in some cases. But I think they did a great job of giving everybody you know enough time. Um, that you still got to see what you wanted to see, and they were still used in a good way.
1: Oh, I agree. I also like the fact that Nazi supervillains were trying to make every earth like theirs. Yeah. And they were really intolerant. They had intolerant views. and I thought it was a great parallel to what's going on in your country with the government. I thought they put that in there. They do that stuff all the time in the Arrowverse with Mark Guggenheim and that. So I thought that was pretty cool to see
0: yeah it was it was very timely and you know there was a lot of a lot of parallels between this in the real world and that's yeah it's something that i i do enjoy i know some people get a little frustrated with that but i i definitely enjoy it um but yeah, so let's let's dive right in. Uh, we'll get into spoilers now and talk about the individual episodes. But we'll talk with talk about Supergirl first. That was the the first episode of the crossover. Started over. Uh, overall, what'd you think of this episode,
1: Travis? I really enjoyed this, and I thought they moved the pace line really quick to get all the heroes together. Like I thought it was going to take a lot longer. But we go instantly to Flash fighting King Shark. Just a random throwaway. Okay,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll just fight King Shark. Spend a bit more CGI. Could have done a random. Person, but no. Well, you, King Shark, Arrow was fighting ninjas, and Supergirl was fighting Dominators, and the Legends. I don't know who the Legends were fighting. I think it was just uh, some knights, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but it all comes together pretty well, and the Nazis. Like you get you get it spit up pretty quick once the Nazis invade.
0: Yeah, the they didn't really waste any time getting the the threat there, and. Sort of figuring out what's going on and sh- introducing the Nazis, and we get to see all of these kind of alter egos—Overgirl and Dark Arrow—and we actually get the get to see Earth X, and we get to see Guardian with like the U.S. Shield. I absolutely love that, and I'm like, that made me remember that how much I miss seeing Guardian and Supergirl and wishing that they used him more. But it was great to see him in this capacity.
1: Yeah, I had a little note made there: Dark Arrow versus Guardian. It was like yeah. Guardian, but it didn't last very long.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> but there's a lot of cool one-offs like that throughout this whole season. The one thing I didn't like, we didn't see any of Wynn in this episode.
0: Yeah, for a Supergirl episode, I was really expecting... To see him Even, you know now that we're into spoilers we'll talk about we see him as on earth x's general shot later and we'll we'll talk about that and that was awesome but i i really wanted to see him and especially i just want to see him with cisco at some point but we didn't get that this time but that's okay
1: oh that was wrote in the notes here zach why <laughs> not why not that's one of the only interactions left that i really wanted to see but maybe we can get a different like we'll breach him breach across i'm still hope for that
0: yeah yeah i'm holding that hope too <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we got we got some really you know some touching moments it's it's barry and iris's wedding and we got the the nice speech from joe and um we had Kara singing at the wedding that was great because i honestly i don't know why i didn't think of it but he's like i i want to use another skill that i found out that you have and i was like what is he talking about I'm like oh singing the musical crossover that's right uh, but yeah that was great <laughs>
1: Did you think she's going to use heat vision to light the candles or something? I don't, I was like,
0: <laughs> I don't know. Did he figure out that she has cold breath and she's going to keep the beer cold for the reception? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what, what did you think about Sarah and uh, Alex in that first episode? I
0: I think more than anything else, I knew that this was coming and it like, it it would have been silly if they didn't do this just because of, you know, Sarah's history with everybody and Alex just having the breakup with Maggie. And so, I'm glad they did it. And they used it in a very humorous way. Like the day after, I think she's talking to Cara and she's like, do you know what we did? And she's like, well, not like particulars or anything. That was, I cracked up by that.
1: <laughs> oh, it was so funny. And I thought in the end too, Sarah helped Alex get over Maggie and yeah. trust, trust her gut like this. She knew that they didn't need, they weren't good together. And also Alex helped Sarah realize that there's more than just one night stand. And yeah, Alex, thought, Alex also realized that Sarah is a total badass.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think everybody figures that out eventually. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think they th- this is the great thing about these crossovers is these characters that that don't normally interact with each other, but they have, you know, a short amount of time to spend with each other, but they have big impacts going forward on each other's lives. And I, I think they used Alex and Sarah in just the fantastic way.
1: Yeah, we'll touch on that. Uh, what you said. More going forward.
0: <laughs> right. Um, some of the, maybe one of the things that I didn't necessarily like about this episode was, and kind of the crossover as a whole, is the Oliver and Felicity sort of romance. Will they, won't they get married sort of thing? It just wasn't that interesting to me.
1: You can't hear me here, but I'm clapping for you. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have the exact same notes. I thought they hijacked this entire like crossover with that and especially this is a moment that flash has been building to since season 1.
0: Right, Episode exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is supposed to be this is supposed to be Barry and Iris's day and it's supposed to be their wedding and you know, the whole like I don't want to get married to you outburst at the reception or at the rehearsal dinner and yeah, we'll we'll talk about it cuz it stretches out over multiple episodes which is unfortunate.
1: because every other scene we get with oliver is awesome (laughs) right
0: exactly uh we also got to see wally for a bit too and he got some some action which was nice because he just came back and just in time and um we got a little bit but i don't don't think we i would have liked more from wally especially because i don't think we do we even see him in the flash i don't think so
1: (laughs) No, and he doesn't wear the suit. We get to see yeah. he got one of the coolest moves at the wedding, the Michael Jackson style catching yeah. up and throwing one <laughs> in the in the gun. But he just he got the guardian treatment. He was gone. Maybe I I did see on social media that he has a movie coming out, so you don't know when this is filming. I know I've said this before, like I was last year, and Stephen Amell did say it in the interview, they're gonna have to change the way they do these crossovers going forward so you can have a access to all the characters like do yeah. it in the summertime for a month like so you have everybody there you just give them time off you can just set the episodes up you can put it wherever i think that limit limited this crossover that was one of my uh, gripes about it
0: yeah and I, I do hope they do that going forward because i mean this even with the constraints on this one it still felt huge and you know we got to see so many different characters in a lot of different situations but yeah if they did do that if they just took a month off where everybody's if everybody's free and their schedules are clear to really, really do some big crazy thing, that would be awesome.
1: Oh my God. It would be amazing. Uh,
0: So anything else on the Supergirl episode before we move on to Arrow?
1: No, that that pretty much covers it, I think. All
0: right, cool. So on Arrow, we find out that Prometheus X is revealed to be Tommy Merlin. Well, this earth X version of Tommy Merlin, and they did this kind of, uh, you know, I'm, I don't like what I'm doing and I'm scared and I'm going to confide in you switcheroo thing and then actually I'm going to kill myself because you're weak and I'm not giving you any information. What did you think <laughs> of this reveal and this conversation between him and Oliver?
1: I loved the reveal, but I knew that that what Tommy was saying wasn't getting me because our Earth one Tommy was so loyal to Oliver. I assumed yeah. that when he said he knew him and he was like a brother to him, I, just, I assumed 100% that he was just loyal to him. What threw me for a loop was him taking a cyanide. I didn't. I completely forgot about that, and didn't yeah. even think about it. But I thought that was a bit shocking. But I really enjoyed it. What did you think about it?
0: Yeah, it, I mean, pretty much the same. I think it actually it tricked me. I I thought. I think I thought that they were going to um, find out that maybe some of these people that came over from Earth X are willing to defect, and he was going to get to fight with him. But I guess maybe they can only bring in that actor for a day, and so they had this one scene so it did trick me actually um and then yeah when he it it was it's just kind of hard you know to see like oliver kind of lighten up because you know he wants to be with tommy and he wants that he wants that relationship and then it just gets crushed immediately so that that was kind of hard
1: oh yeah it was it was sad he got seen die yet again it's just it sucks they know it's not the one they knew but it still looks just like him so to fix him still so that leads us to them finding out what the Earth- Earth-X Earth people want and gets one of my favorite scenes where the three main people in the Arrowverse show up to go against their doppelgangers and thine. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, they so they want Supergirl's heart, basically. Um, that was not what I was expecting them to be coming to this Earth for. So it was a really interesting thing to kind of set up. But um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it the doppelganger versions um i know i talked to tom about um like the doppelganger version of air of oliver being too similar but i i really didn't feel that way i i thought he was he was different enough and just so ruthless um and cold-hearted and i loved overgirl like an evil supergirl is so scary and melissa benoist does just a fantastic job
1: Oh, I agree, hundred percent. I enjoyed that. I thought the Oliver thing was completely different. He and he was in relationships and using sentiment, and the other yeah. guy was not at all like that. He'd kill at at a moment's notice. He was going to kill Felicity right there, going in the future. You know, think it's in flash. But that I I enjoyed when they were just showed up and they were waiting for Oliver and and the bike, and he was like, just a heads up, super speed. I don't have it.
0: Right, yes, that was great. I forgot about that, Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I must say, Tom Cavanaugh, we got to give him a shout-out because he's so good at portraying different versions of Wells and Thine. And I went back and looked at an episode of season one, and that was like an early episode. And his, like, his mannerisms are spot-on to the way that he portrayed Thine in the first season, too. So it's just, he's, he's awesome.
0: Yeah, and I just... I don't think we're ever going to get rid of Eobard as, Eobard as long as they have Tom Cavanaugh around. They can just bring him back all the time. That's fine with me.
1: I think that's what he was implying there when he was having that little little speech when they were meeting too.
0: Yeah. So we see that Oliver has a kryptonite arrow, just you know, just in case. What, what did you think of that?
1: I love that because <laughs> I'm pretty sure we speculated that Oliver having kryptonite. And another episode way back, I think yeah. it's an arrow breakdown with with time. and it's just smart. It's just what this Oliver, that which is Green Arrow, which is pretty similar to Batman, would do in this universe. And his justification, I thought, was perfect and hilarious. And it was like just because, in case an case evil you would show up, which is who he's <laughs> got. <laughs> yep, it's
0: he. W- he came prepared. It's it is funny that he has it with him at all times. I just wonder how many different types of arrows he actually has at all the times. But yeah, it the the parallel with him and Batman is exactly what I picked up on too. And I I thought that is such a cool like Batman don't trust anybody move. And I, I'm glad that I'm glad that they had that as as ridiculous as it is. Like if you actually stop and think about it, like does he where did he get the kryptonite? He just carries it around with him at all times. But if you just blow past that it's pretty cool
1: well if you show sometime in the future if he goes on a supergirl episode or something and it shows yeah and kryptonite on the earth that human barrier on, maybe it would be a little bit it'd be pretty cool maybe she object to it and they have a little discussion about it but just as a little throwaway thing like you said it was pretty cool to see
0: yeah so we also see metallo like in well i guess metallo is evil always but another evil metallo um this is one of the, the places again where they, they it seems like they spent some some good money on the CGI. I thought Metalla looked really good and he's definitely a good villain to bring if you're trying to take down this huge group of, of heroes.
1: Oh, I agree. He looked pretty dang dang good. And you're gonna bring him to piss Supergirls, they're big gun, and he is a hundred percent like Supergirls Kryptonite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I thought that ended off the episode pretty well because the villains had their little speech, and then they were thrown on Earth X in the in the internment camp, kind of like Nazi style.
0: Yeah, and that's that, that was a great way to end it. I I think uh, when I when I did the preview for this episode, and when I was thinking about it, this is one of the things that I predicted that I got wrong, is I thought they were going to go to Earth X like on their own, or maybe they would like fight off the villains and chase them back to earth x um but i wasn't expecting you know the evil doppelgangers to be to stay on our earth and then send all our heroes to earth x i thought that was a a clever way to do it and not not like the easy way to take out and it was a it was just good storytelling i think
1: oh i agree the storytelling throughout this crossover is very well i must say
0: yeah very very good uh, any other thoughts on this arrow episode
1: um uh, really good i enjoyed it and i just gotta say for this point for all four episodes it didn't feel like an arrow episode yeah. like last year when we watched crossover uh flash felt like flash arrow felt like arrow legends felt like legends this one everyone feels like the one story moving forward throughout the four episodes so i just thought i love part two of the four part story
0: yeah and that was that was really great too um I don't remember. Do you remember for the crossover last year? Did they have like the same intro? Like I loved on these ones where it was just the crisis on Earth X. Like you didn't even see the, the normal intro that all the shows had. Did they do that last year?
1: No, they did. Uh, yeah. just showed the title card of whatever episode it was and showed the symbols of the people that were involved, like Flash, Symbol, uh, Arrow, White Canary. It showed them going into it, but that's that's all. Uh,
0: yeah, it was really cool how that, how closely they really tied these all together. Like I'm, I, I really want to watch just sit down and watch them back to back uh, instead of waiting days in between them now. So because it, it really will feel like one big movie.
1: Oh yeah, I can't wait for it to come out where I can just watch it all straight through.
0: And before we head out today, Tom did record some of his thoughts on these two episodes, and we'll go ahead and play those for you right now. Hey, it's Tom here with a couple of quick thoughts on the
2: first half of Crisis on Earth X. Overall. Uh, it was pretty fantastic. I really liked it a lot. The first episode was just a blast, ton of fun. I mean, there's a couple of things you can nitpick here and there, uh, things I didn't like, but that might have been the sheer most enjoyable one hour in all of the DC TV universe. really enjoyed it. Uh, it was fun just getting everything together, uh, just getting all the characters together, everything that was going on. And there were some really good, touching moments, uh, you know, seeing... Melissa Benoit singing, Running Home to You, uh, Joe, man, Joe with his speech. And then, you know, he's got to come out with the, I wish you I just wish your parents could be here to see it. That was, that was a Joe moment. And that was really. Uh, fitting, uh, I really like that. So, lots of tons stuff, and the action was the best part. I thought this this first episode was the best part, and the rest of it was good. The final three episodes were good. I don't think they quite matched the heights that was in you know the overall quality from the first few episodes, but it was really fun. Uh, just a couple quick notes there. I, I love the love seeing the introduction to Earth X Guardian was fun. Uh, seeing everybody all the different cities mackenzie gray who is an actor he has been in more dc universes than anybody now uh if you don't know him he was he was the clone old clone lex Luthor from smallville he was jack sir and man of steel he was he was in the time council and the pilot of legends of tomorrow and then he was he was on earth x as a present-day nazi so dude's very versatile and he didn't have a big role in any of those things but i just think it's funny that he's there uh, the Jackson sign setup was good. If there was one thing I didn't really like, uh, it was just a heavy emphasis on the Oliver and Felicity thing throughout the start, um, mainly because it was Barry and Iris' wedding and I wanted to focus on them. And so Felicity's uh, screaming thing during the rehearsal dinner, I didn't like so much. But, um, you know, I, I didn't think that fit very well. But Mick and. In Martin's dress, that was always fun. Jessica Parker Kennedy, I'm pretty sure that's got to be Don Allen. It could be somebody else, but uh, pretty cool to see see her. I don't know who she is, but I'm I'm wondering who she is. Wally had a really cool action scene, but sort of got sent away, which was another bummer. And we don't get any of Ray, who is my favorite legend in the first the first half. Um, so yeah, lots of good stuff here. And then in the second part, of course, Prometheus. Prometheus X being Tommy Merlin, like. I don't know why he was telling them stuff and he didn't really tell them anything, which I like that twist there, but that was great to see him. And, you know, just to see Tommy Merlin, he like flew in for one thing. I don't know why Oliver had a kryptonite arrow. Like you could say whatever, but I, I didn't buy it, but it was fine. Uh, there's a star labs battle and Metallo. I thought Metallo looked really cool. Uh, but the design was cool, but he looked a little funky in the functioning. He didn't quite move. Right. I don't know if they were trying to make it look so robotic, but it looked very, like, RoboCop 1987, just sort of struggling to move. But all in all, was a really good first half.
0: All right, well, that's all we have for these two episodes. We'll be back tomorrow reviewing the second two episodes, uh, The Flash and the finale that happened on Legends of Tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.